Taylor. I'm Tressa. And, and we, we are, are not amused. amused. Today, we are going to be talking about Indian food and... In, <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> yes. But also some Indian food that we've eaten. Yeah. That's in the US. Yep. <laughs> anyway. We didn't really talk about what we were going to be. I don't know. Talking about before we started this. We just like, wanted to, um, we both like Indian food. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to cover it in some way, shape, or form because it's like tied to the UK mm-hmm. in many ways. So mm-hmm. we're going to count it as yep. a topic for us. Ha, and ha, it ha. was a great excuse to order Indian food. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> and what we tried was from an Indian place I've never had in Kansas City. So, so. that was nice. Because I usually order from the same place every single time. And the same thing. So it got me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But first, we're going to talk about tea. Yeah, but that's going to be pretty quick. That will be quick. We're drinking the same tea. (laughs) And then I think you have the bag, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll let you say what it is. Yes, we are drinking Twinnings or Twinings. I still have no idea. (laughs) It's their chai ultra spiced tea. Fine black tea, perfectly balanced with more of the sweet and savory spice flavors of cinnamon, cardamom, cloves, and ginger. And that's it. There you go. Chai tea. Ultra spice. Ultra spice. Yes. So, and uh, I've probably, let's be real, I've probably had it on this podcast before. But, like, I've had this also just many times in general, so. Yeah. Oopsie. I mean, even though we have a way to keep track of it, it's kind of getting overwhelming to try and go back and see mm-hmm. everything we've had, so. I mean, I'm sure it's been a while, too. This is a tea I usually drink in the winter, mm. so, because it's just very, it's spicy, you know, it's fall-winter vibes, so. Yeah, that's fair. But we kind of, we had to do chai for our Indian food episode. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what we got. Um, I actually don't see it on here. <gasps> okay. I'm not through the... Mm, <laughs> no, no. It's not on here. All right. There you go. Cool. Well, I'm glad we could cover it. I am surprised because this is a tea that I pretty much always have around. Yeah. I like it so much, so... And I don't have it recorded for, like, one of the last episodes we did, but we did it at my house and I don't have chai tea, so I know right. you didn't have it then. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, anywho, we're going to start out with uh, me talking a lot. (laughs) Yay, Tressa. Uh Okay, so before we talk about the food that we had, I'm going to do a quick, like, history of why Indian food is so tied to the UK for some not-so-great reasons. So we'll get into that. Um, (laughs) First, I want to mention my sources. I used... A few Wikipedia articles, one about the East India Trading Company, one on Indian cuisine, one on Anglo-Indian cuisine, and India in World War II. Wow. <laughs> that one's kind of out of left field, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then two videos, one BBC video called How Curry from India Conquered Britain, and then one Al Jazeera, I think that's how you say it, video called Where Does Chicken Tiki Masala Actually Come From? So, that being said, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Buckle up. So, just starting out, a disclaimer. Really, what is served in the UK is considered Anglo-Indian cuisine, 
which is a hybrid of Indian and British tastes. Right. It's just happened over the years. <laughs> um, so some of the more common dishes in Anglo-Indian cuisine is like chutneys, salted beef tongue, mm-hmm. um, keder, ked, ked, nope, kedgeri, kedgeri. I'm going to go with that. Kedgeri, ball curry, uh, fish risoles, or rizzles, I don't it's R-I-S-S-O-L-E-S, which is just basically meat enclosed in pastry. Okay. Um, and it, that is a very, like, European thing. But like, I think the fish element is a little more like the influence from India. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a soup that's called mm, Mulagatani soup. Mm-hmm. It is water boiled with spices, drumsticks, and herbs. And so it's a very, like, thin um, it's not stew-like at all. It's a very, very thin like broth. Bro- yeah, I was going to say like a broth. Exactly. So those are some of the most common Anglo-Indian dishes that they have over there, especially chutneys. Those are a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so the history of Britain and India and why they are so linked is the classic story of colonialism and imperialism. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so British forces landed in India in the late 1600s they came over as like merchants um to trade with them uh what happened was there was an explorer who accidentally discovered india and i'm using quotation marks because (laughs) india definitely existed before he quote unquote discovered it but he stumbled across it he was trying to go to south america what a dumbass (laughs) and he got to india instead And so he brought back all these goods that people had never seen before, including a lot of, like, unique spices, right? Um, So after that happened, London merchants petitioned the Queen uh, for permission to sail the Indian Ocean because they were like, we want more of this stuff, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, So the Queen, um, wanting to, quote-unquote, defeat Spain and Portugal... In terms of, like, how many territories can we have? Like, how many lands can we invade? Mm-hmm. That's That was the competition. <laughs> so she was like, yes, absolutely. Go sail the Indian Ocean and basically take over. Mm-hmm. You know? Because we want to have more territories than Spain and Portugal. So it was basically a, a land race. <laughs> yeah. Kind of wild. Um, so Britain had traded for India for a while, like, in the 1600s. But they were just, like, slow, ever so slowly invading the country mm-hmm. by creating these trading posts, which became settlements in every single region. Um, eventually, the East India Trading Company was established, and they actually, like, basically ruled. They were the ruling power in India, even though they were a company, which was a really rare situation. But they were the ruling power in India for years. Uh, they were once the largest company in the world. Mm. At one point, uh, their rule began in 1757 with the Battle of Plassey. I don't know what it was about, but 1757 <laughs> is what you need to take away from that. And then their rule ended in 1858 with the rebellion of the Indian people. But uh, right after that, the queen just took over instead. So they just instilled the queen as the queen of India, but like from afar. Oh. Okay. So really, they didn't, like, get their independence out of this rebellion. Mm-hmm. So, that was a shame. 
But anyway, while the East India Trading Company was there and they were a huge presence, some of the common items that they imported from India were cotton, silk, indigo dye, sugar salt, lots of spices, tea, and opium. That was another big one. Ooh. Ooh, opium. Yep. So, yeah, by the mid-1800s, when the queen took over as the, the ruler of India, um, it had become basically a colony. It was, mm. like, officially a colony at that point, instead of just uh, a country that they had invaded and traded with. They were like, this is ours now. <laughs> um, so, 1598 actually marks the first interactions that Britain had with India. And... Um, that was actually the first mention of curry in a UK publication. Curry! Yeah, curry. Now, the thing is, curry comes from this word, curry, meaning spiced sauce, but gradually it was adopted as, like, a generic term for, like, any Indian stew. <laughs> so. Yep. Okay, and then eventually curry became just a catch-all term for pretty much any dish with Indian spices, <laughs> and that's what it is today. Like, curry with... That is not what curry really is, but that's Let's what... Let's go get a curry. That's exactly what it's, like, developed <laughs> into. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first Indian restaurant, which was called something that I can't say, but I'm going to try, um, Hindustan Coffee House. Mm-hmm. It opened in Britain in 1810, so actually before India was, quote-unquote, officially a colony um, of Britain. Um... It was opened by an Indian immigrant and served um, <laughs> kedgeri. <laughs> I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> um, which was like rice and lentils. Um, and in India, the dish is actually considered to be one of the first like solid foods that babies eat. Oh. It's really like high in protein and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, chutney was also served there. And then a dish called pulao, which is actually just, like, rice pilaf as far as, like, mm. it's really similar to what we think of as rice pilaf. Yeah. Sometimes it has, like, vegetables and meat added into it, but it's it's a rice-based dish. So, that was 1810. I guess the restaurant didn't last very long, so I don't know if there wasn't enough of a demand. I couldn't really find why it closed, but um, it wasn't around for very long, even though Indian food was really popular, or Anglo-Indian food was really popular. Mm -hmm. hmm. um, so skipping way, way ahead to 1946. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, but still, in 1946, only there were only 20 Indian restaurants in London. Hmm. Like, one of the biggest cities, right? Mm -hmm. There were still only 20 Indian restaurants, which I thought was interesting because the two countries had been linked for so long like, hundreds of years. So mm -hmm. I just figured by then there would be a lot more places you could go get Indian food, especially in a city like London. Right. But I guess not. So, um, mm. let's see, 1947 was when India finally, finally gained their independence from Britain. Yay. Which is, just, like, kind of mind-blowing. That wasn't even, like, 100 years ago. Right. <laughs> That's incredibly recent. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... It was basically after World War II, that's what happened. So mm -hmm. at the end of the war, India was actually the world's fourth largest industrial power. And so it had all this political, economic, and military influence that eventually, like, within, you know, a year of the war ending, they were able to claim their independence. So mm -hmm. that was really good for them. Um, 
the war. <laughs> Yay, war. You know, war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, though, <laughs> after 1947, when they gained their independence, the part of the deal when Britain left was they basically, they were like, okay, well, we'll have one part of the country for Hindus and one part of the country for Muslims. So they split the country into India and Pakistan, which mm. created a whole nother set of problems. And then they just left. And we've seen this a million times with colonizers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you just leave this like unregulated government, you know. And um, that's that's a whole nother subject. But so they gain their independence, but then they're split into two countries. And that makes things a little complicated. Um, when that happened, I, a lot of people went ahead and just uh, emigrated to the UK from India to kind of avoid that conflict that was starting Mm -hmm. to happen. So there's a big surge in Indian restaurants right after World War II. And then the other point was in in the 1970s when there was the Bangladeshi Civil War going on, which is like Bangladesh was like right on the east border of India. So there were a lot of Indians that were like this is too much war is too close and so they Mm -hmm. they went ahead and went to the uk as well so there were a ton it was just like a boom in indian restaurants um so knowing all of this history i feel like this um particular comment from foreign secretary former 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 foreign secretary (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway, this comment from this guy is really interesting because in 2001, he declared chicken tikka masala as Britain's national dish. Mm-hmm. And the, the actual quote is uncomfortable. He says, <laughs> it is a perfect illustration of the way Britain absorbs and adapts external influences. <laughs> and just... um. Yeah, knowing the history of Britain and India, I was like, mm, I don't think so. I really don't think that's what you should say. Because mm. more like Britain, like, invaded a country and then took their customs and, like, combined them with theirs. Right. I don't, yeah, that was uncomfortable. And he, like, wants to make this dish the national dish. So I don't, that didn't go over very well with a lot of people. What? Yeah, shocking, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, the only thing you could say in his defense is that chicken tiki masala is is um, something that was created as a result of Indian dishes mm-hmm. being tailored, I guess, to British tastes. Mm-hmm. So, I know you're going to talk about this later, but like, you know, it's just like an Indian dish that's familiar and then they put like milk or cream and tomato sauce on it to make it more palatable for British people. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so today, there are about 12,000 curry houses in Britain. <laughs> so, lots of options there. Yeah. Um, and fun fact, most Indian restaurants slash curry houses are really owned by people from Bangladesh. So, I think part of that was probably that Bangladeshi civil war that happened. Mm-hmm. A lot of people came in from there. They were trying to escape the conflict, and they found a home in the UK. And people were already familiar with Indian food, mm-hmm. you know, aka Anglo-Indian food. And they were like, hey, look, we can open a restaurant <laughs> with these dishes, and people will come, because they're familiar. Mm-hmm. 
So um, South Asians actually make up about 5% of the population in the UK, at least as of 2018. Right. And then Manchester, for example, is known for the Curry Mile, which I guess is a bunch of restaurants on the same street that's all curry houses, which I need I need to go there. As soon as I heard about it, I turned to Taylor and I was like, <laughs> I need to go. <laughs> I want to try them all. And yes, some of the common phrases used in Britain are um, <laughs> going for an Indian, <laughs> don't love that, or having a curry, mm-hmm. and that's what they say when they want to go to an Indian restaurant, so <sighs> that's a really, 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 really brief <laughs> summary of... Nope, that's everything you need to know. Yeah. there's a lot more nuance to that relationship, but that's a really brief summary of India and Britain's relationship over time. But that's the reason why there's so much Indian food in the UK, basically. They have been linked for so, so many years. Um, I just wanted to end, though, by saying that the Wikipedia article for Indian cuisine has links to specific foods and cuisines from 38 regions in India. They all Mm. have their own kinds of food, Mm -hmm. the 38 regions. And so, like, what is now popular in the UK and here in the US is a combination and, in many cases, like a simplification Mm -hmm. of authentic Indian food. So, you know, we're working with what we have here. Yeah. (laughs) What we're, yeah, what we, you know have tried and what we get you know whenever we order indian mm-hmm. food is uh, we are not under the impression that we're eating necessarily authentic yeah indian food what we would get if we were like in india yeah and even like every region of india is different right so like, but yeah we're just hard doing to, the best we can it's hard to even like say indian food you know now especially knowing like how many different how different the food is from region to region. It's like, well, how do you even define Indian food? <laughs> you don't. Right. No. So. Anyway, we're going to go try some some Anglo-Indian, but also Americanized Indian food and get back to you. <laughs> some Anglo-American Indianized. Oh. Wait. <laughs> so- some Americanized Anglo-Indian food. There we go. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, wish us luck. All right, so we are trying the Taj Mahal dinner for two from Taj Mahal, (laughs) which is a vegetable soup, vegetable samosa, chicken tandoori, lamb rogan, or sag paneer, and I think... I think we got the paneer, but it's not sag paneer, so not 100%. There's also chicken tikka masala, basmati rice, and dessert. And non bread. We had originally, there was an option between, what was it called? Uh, Ro- yeah, Rogan Josh or sag paneer. And we were going to do the Rogan Josh because neither of us had had it before. Never even heard of it. And <laughs> Tress has had the paneer. But mm-hmm. that's not what we got. That's yeah. not what was delivered It's to weird. Us, be- so. Okay, I've had paneer many, many times, and this is definitely paneer, but it's not sag paneer, because sag paneer is spinach, specifically, so it's green, mm-hmm. and a green sauce. This is an orange sauce, so I think it's I think it's a different kind of paneer. Mm-hmm. I think it's mutter paneer, if I remember right. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm sure what we got is really delicious, so. I'm sure it is. So let's just try something. What do you want to start with? 
Okay. I don't know. How about the soup? Great. That's like a that's like an appetizer. So let's start, just with, start the with the soup. Okay. Oh god. Again. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, gonna do our best <laughs> to cut out all the chewing noises. Okay. It tastes like a lot of lentil soups I've had before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's like tomatoes in it and onions, I think. Hmm. Well, it was a vegetable soup, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Good start. Mm-hmm. All right. I could eat that whole thing. That could be my whole meal. <laughs> well, we have a whole <laughs> tubware of it in the kitchen, so. All right. The Next up. up. Yeah. Should we use the dipping sauces? Sure. We have a green dipping sauce and <laughs> a brown dipping sauce. And I'm sure there's something very traditionally Indian food that I don't. I think they're both some sort of chutneys. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. That would make sense. I think, yeah, I don't... I'm not really sure. Ooh, that brown one smells spicy. Ooh, I'm scared. Okay, well, I'll start with the brown one if you want to start with the <laughs> green one, and then we'll just switch. We'll just switch. Sounds okay. good. Well, we're trying... We're dipping our veggie samosa in there. I've had veggie samosas before. Have you? Uh, I think with me. Yeah, I have. I like the green dipping sauce. The brown one's not that bad. Okay. There's a little Good. bit of a little <laughs> bit of heat a little scared. at the end, but it's really not bad. It smells really strong. So Okay. Alright, so go for the green one. Next. <laughs> that one's delicious. Mm-hmm. The brown one. Oh, I yeah. love that. It's kinda sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which one do you like better? Um, I think I like the brown one better. I'm gonna be but only by a little bit. <laughs> hmm? I said we're going to be fighting over that later. No. <laughs> you can have it. I think the samosa also is just really good. The, yeah. Um, it is really good. <laughs> it's very salty. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Very salty on the outside. The inside's good, though. Okay. So, let's see. We have chicken tandoori, chicken tikka masala, and some sort of paneer, and our rice, which I feel like could go with some of these dishes. Mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, let's do the chicken tandoori. That's what I was going to say. All right. Yeah. Tastes like chicken. It's fine. I really thought it was going to be super spicy because mm-hmm. it's bright red. <laughs> I was slightly terrified of it. Yeah. This was my first introduction to Indian food. Um, oh. After coming back from my study abroad trip, which the Indian food I had there was like a lot of it was like dorm hall <laughs> Indian food, you know? Okay. Um, so I was a little disappointed because I didn't really know what it was. And I thought it was going to be something different. I thought it was going to be like a curry and rice. Yeah. And so I got this and I was like, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. I don't want to deal with bone. And <laughs> I know it's such a pain. I agree. I just want to scoop it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not about to bite around stuff. It's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but the taste is good. It's just not something I would order. Yeah. If I were to go to an Indian restaurant. I get that. Mm, the same. So. Okay. All right. You want to well, keep with the meat or go to the cheese? Let's let's break it up. Let's okay. let's break it up with some cheese. Some paneer. <laughs> I said, this is really chewy. That's definitely chicken. What is that? Is it chicken or did we actually get the right? Oh, no. Because it was supposed to be like a red meat. Yeah. It's just more chicken. 
Man, we have three chicken dishes here, you guys. <laughs> okay, well, I stand corrected. We do not have a paneer dish here. <laughs> no. Um, it is yummy, but it's not what I thought we were going to get. Mm-mm. Funny, I was just talking about how much I eat paneer, and I was like, this is definitely paneer. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't really False. know by looking at I mean, the outside of it. We didn't, that's no. for sure. I bit into it, and I was like, this is not paneer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is the chicken tiki masala, and this is the whatever the other thing was. Because this does look like a darker meat. You know what? I think you're right. Okay, so we did get everything we ordered. Wow, good job, Taj Mahal. Your <laughs> dress is clanking. Sorry. <laughs> That probably sounds terrible. It's okay. I'll edit it out. As much as you can. It's my episode. Okay. Okay. Well, um, so how did we feel about the chicken tiki masala that we thought was paneer? Oh, um, it's very good. It's a very yummy sauce it's in. Mm-hmm. I will say I feel like this chicken in particular is a little dry, but that might have just been the bite that I got just now. I'm not going to judge the whole dish based on that. Also, our food is cold. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. So we're not trying things hot, but I'm trying not to let that play into my judging. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is... <laughs> the Lamb Rogan Josh. All right. So, so bottoms up. I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> the sauce is very yummy. Very yummy. The sauce is good. Mm-hmm. Are you going to try and get another bite that's not just that? Mm. No. It doesn't look very promising. It looks fatty to me. Is lamb really fatty? I don't know. Hmm. Is this a nut in here? Oh! Did you get any almond in your sauce? Because I just got a little almond sliver. That was and really which nice. one? Um, the Josh Rogan or Rogan Josh. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try for another bite. That's not just fat. Yeah, that's much more pleasant. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Huh, what do you think of that? I think it's really good. I've never had it before, so I'm glad we tried something new. <clears throat> yeah, me too. I don't know if it's necessarily something I would order, even though I know I like it, just because I'm a big fan of chicken. <laughs> well, <laughs> we certainly have plenty of that here. <laughs> so, but I think it tastes good. Okay. What do you think? I love the sauce. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the lamb. You're not a big meat person anyway, though. Uh, exactly. It's hard to judge. I My opinion is bias. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hard to say. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we have one more thing to try. I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we're going to eat these. This is our dessert, and I have no idea what it was called. Do you? Mm-mm. Do you remember? No. Oh, it was so complicated. We had to look it up because nobody knew what it was. Um, nobody out of the all two of us that are here. <laughs> <laughs> Even Miso didn't know what it was. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mies. I didn't mean to exclude you. <laughs> okay. Gulab jamun. Mm-hmm. Deep fried wheat and milk balls soaked in syrup. I mean, I don't feel like you can really go wrong with that. Right. I mean, I'm not, again, I should do the disclaimer, I'm not a big fan of fried food, but no. knowing that <laughs> will help with my reaction, I'm sure. I'm going to let you grab your ball. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Okay. Oh, it's just dripping. dripping. Yep. Oh, wow. It's so much softer than I thought it was going to be when I picked it up. <laughs> okay, are we ready? Yep. One, two, three. <laughs> it's so sweet. A donut? Yeah. A little bit? Well, I mean, it's fried bread with <laughs> <laughs> sugar. So it's a donut. <laughs> well. Dang. I'm sure there's something that makes it different from a donut, but. It's just pure sugar. You're right. Uh-huh. Wow. It's so <clears> sweet. <throat> Ooh. I can see why you just get two of these and that's like plenty. Yeah, you only need one a piece. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine what this syrup tastes like if you just drink it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Huh. Well. I mean, I like it. I like sweet things though, so. Probably would never order it again. No. I mean, yeah, but you're, I feel like you're more savory than sweet. I am. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although so you took savory. a second bite. <laughs> well, I'm thinking it's going to be, I'm going to save it for post meal once we actually sit down and eat, you know, not just sample, finish our dinner. It will be good. Half and half. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. So. <laughs> I just ate some of the rice with things and by itself. It's good. I mean, it's just basmati rice. It's delicious. Um, I love the long grain rice a lot. We did not try the naan on here, but we both had naan. And is it garlic naan? Yeah. If it's some crazy life-changing experience after we finish (laughs) recording this session, we'll let you know. Yeah, but like naan is naan. So I'm pretty sure we're going to love it like we always do. And we're back. And we're back from trying yummy, delicious food. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm going to talk about the food we ate, <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about it all. I'm yeah. not going to talk about the non bread or the rice. <laughs> we like all know what non is. Yeah. I hope you know it. If you don't, please go have some non <laughs> ASAP right now. You're missing out. Um, and I'm going to go in the order, I'm going to try and go in the order of how we tried the food. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also just cite my sources right now. <laughs> Wikipedia. What? <laughs> what Wikipedia? And it was literally, I just typed in the name of each dish we tried and <laughs> gotcha. took it from that article. <laughs> and then I also took from a YouTube video. Oh, what? Where does chicken tiki masala actually come from? <laughs> Yeah, okay, we may have watched that video together. What do you want from us? (laughs) Okay, so starting out with the vegetable soup that we tried. um, Mm. The restaurant that we ordered from wasn't very, like, it just said vegetable soup. There was no description on it. So um, I kind of did more lentil soup in my research. Mm -hmm. It was definitely, like, lentil-based. So, right, which is fine. lentils are kind of more the star of this section. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they've been around forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lentil soup is actually mentioned in the Bible. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, that's a fun fact. I didn't know that. Genesis 25, 30 to 34. Uh-uh. This guy's name that I don't know how to pronounce. Esau? Nope. E-S-A-U. It's been a while since I've cracked open a Bible, I'm not going to lie. Same. So. Um, he's prepared to give up his birthright for a pot of fragrant red lentil soup. 
I didn't look into the story behind Seems it. extreme. <laughs> right. He must be real hungry. <laughs> um, <laughs> lentils were found in the Paleolithic and Mesolithic layers of Franchithi caves in Greece, anywhere from 9,500 to 13,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, remains of lentils were found in the royal tombs in the Theban necropolis around 2400 BCE. Wow. <laughs> and more. There was a lot of different places lentils were found throughout Damn. history. So. so, like, they've been around for fucking ever. Forever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so lentil soup can include a bunch of different things, including, but not limited to... Carrots, celery, tomato, onion, and ripe plantain. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, sometimes it's topped with butter, olive oil, or yogurt. Could see that. And then um, Indian lentil soup contains a bunch of aromic spices, but they didn't list which ones. Also, I'm not going to lie, I didn't think uh, our lentil soup really fits that no. category. No. I think it just kind of tasted like some lentils with veggies. Yeah. I don't get a lot of spice in there. <laughs> I know, I read that and I was like, I don't think that's what we have. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting. I do usually expect a lot of flavor from Indian food. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, for lentil soup, there just wasn't a lot. It's just been around. Lentils have been around forever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they are what they are. Mm-hmm. And they're so. also, like, I'm pretty sure it's not, you know, not just India. Like, no. <laughs> tons of regions in the world mm-hmm. have used them for years. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we did the samosas. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and samosas, if you don't know, are <laughs> fried or baked pastry filled with spiced potatoes, onions, and peas. Um, they can have different forms depending on the region, such as triangular cone mm. or half moon shaped mm. mm-hmm. we had cone? Like, oh i was thinking triangles <laughs> 3d triangular ones yeah. yeah they were they were like a not a cube but the no. triangle version what is right. that called <laughs> a cone is that a cone okay i don't know like an ice cream cone i don't yeah i guess yeah it did have three sides though or four sides one two three mm-hmm. four yeah i don't know i don't know Y'all gonna have to Google that yourselves. <laughs> right. Look at the picture of it on Instagram. That yeah. Took, that Tressa took. Yeah. Um, they're usually served with chutneys here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably also in the UK. I well, would, yeah. I would argue. Yeah. Um, the earliest mention of a samosa was in text written in Persian by a poet praising the sambusa. Um, they've also been found in Arab cookbooks in the 10th through 13th centuries under different names, such as Sambuska. Uh, I feel like this is pronounced the same way. Sambuska, they're spelled differently. <laughs> it's, one is S-A-N-B-U-S-A-K and one is S-A-N-B-U-S-A-Q. Ooh. Or Sambusa, which is S-A-N-B-U-S-A-J. I like Samosa. <laughs> I think we should just go with that. Um, they were introduced to the Indian subcontinent in the 13th or 14th century by Central Asia traders. Mm. And they're popular all around the world, including Australia, New Zealand, the UK, Uganda, Kenya, mm. and more. And they're becoming more popular in Canada and the US. 
Well, they're freaking delicious. So I don't know why we've been sleeping on them for so long. They're great. (laughs) It's like, okay, but you fill pastry with anything and I'm probably going to like it. I'm a simple person. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm not going to argue about it. No. So. No. I will say, like, the ones that we had with the brown chutney just, like, blew my mind. That was some Uh of the best. I don't even know what was in that brown chutney, but it was such a perfect, like, spicy, sweet, like, blend, like, balance. Mm -hmm. It was so good with them samosas. So. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of funny (laughs) as the way things were packaged, as you can probably tell from when we were trying things, that nothing was really labeled. Oh, yeah. No, we were just like, this is probably that. (laughs) Yeah. This is probably paneer chicken (laughs) turns out to be chicken (laughs) that was hilarious (laughs) whoopsie speaking of chicken oh chicken tandoori Mm -hmm. so chicken tandoori um is roasting chicken that's been marinated in yogurt and spices in a tandoor i'm gonna assume (laughs) how you pronounce that okay which is a cylindrical clay oven Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. That's where the name comes from. I thought the tandoori was just like a spice. I just assumed. So it's how it's cooked. I think so. That's cool. From what I can tell. Okay. Yes. I wonder if they really actually do that <laughs> at Indian restaurants. If Probably they not. Have a little stone oven or not. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so there's, you take the raw chicken where the skin has usually been removed. It's marinated in yogurt and a spice blend known as tandoori masala so mm-hmm. okay um and then seasoned and colored with cayenne pepper red chili powder or kashmiri red chili powder turmeric uh and sometimes food coloring <laughs> does it need color after all that you wouldn't think Shit. so ours bright red yeah so yeah um so then they're placed on skewers skewers <laughs> Well, there's the name of the episode. <laughs> Scores. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> They're placed on skewers <laughs> and cur- cooked in the tandoor oven, being heated by charcoal or wood, which helps add to like a smokier flavor that you're supposed to get. Well, they were definitely cooked on skewers because you, you'd see the little like hole where the skewer was in the drumstick mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Okay. um but that could have been oh. something else because <laughs> they're also nowadays you know they're more probably in restaurants cooked on cooked in like a regular oven using a spit or rotisserie oh sure okay or over hot charcoal gotcha so okay we don't really know how ours were cooked nope there was definitely a big hole there and <laughs> Something went through the middle of the drumstick, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, these originated in the Punjab in the late 1940s, uh-huh. before the independence of Partition of <gasps> India. Oh, look at that. <laughs> we just talked about that. Yeah, 1940. I put a little note in case we didn't know what that was, because I didn't know what that was when I read it. And I was like, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. But as Tressa explained, it's 1947, divided British India into two independent domains, India and Pakistan. Yep. I didn't Good go into job, like, guys. the history of it like you did. I just was like, what is that? So I right. can put a note in here. Oh, I. it's really sad because like, I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure I learned about it at some point, but I'd just forgotten that that's how Pakistan came to be. 
Oh, probably. Completely forgot. I'm sure it was mentioned I mean, in history. It's been point. that way our whole lives, so it yeah. was, it's not like I really needed to know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yep. <laughs> um, chicken tandoori became said to have become popular in the U.S. in the 1960s when Jackie Kennedy oh. was said to have eaten some on a flight from Rome to Bombay. Well, and anything Jackie Kennedy did was good, <laughs> according to every American who lived during that time, I guess. Yeah. She was it. Um, it then, you know, kind of turned into being used for the base of a bunch of cream-based curries, such as butter chicken, and has since led to many different takes, like chicken tiki, which eventually led to chicken tiki masala. Okay. Oh. Which would have been a great trans- transition into chicken tiki masala, but that's not what but. we tried next. <laughs> that's funny. So, okay. Next, I'm going to be talking about Rogan Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought I would there would be more on this, but there really wasn't. So, what an interesting name for a dish. Yeah, and I did look up how to pronounce it. I could still be saying it wrong, but the pronunciation was just. Rogan, Josh. Yeah, what it looks like. So, uh-huh. it's like, okay. Alrighty. Um, so, this has Kashmiri origins. Um, Rogan means clarified butter or oil in Persian. Uh-huh. And Josh means stew, to stew or braise. So, basically, Rogan, Josh equals stewed in ghee or like butter. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. I feel like that could apply to a lot of things. Probably. But, all right. <laughs> um, it's usually made with lamb, mutton, or goat. Ours was lamb. Yes. Very fatty lamb. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was ruined for Tressa with her first bite. Mmm. Fat. Delicious. <laughs> the sauce was fantastic. So. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> um, it was originally brought to Kashmir by the moguls. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> In India, it's made more with goat instead of mutton oh. because it's easier to get. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, a little bit of a difference here. It's goat is not a very popular dish here it's in not. the U.S. I don't think it's offered in that many places. I would definitely try it, though. Yeah, I would try it. Yeah. Okay, so then chicken tiki masala. Oh, what is that? What is chicken tiki masala? Um, so the true origins of when and where chicken tiki masala was invented aren't really known, (laughs) but researcher Sean Carey believes that there's a (laughs) chance it was made around the same time in different places around the world. Yeah. Um, some think the origins come from the Moti Mahal restaurant in Delhi. Mm -hmm. Some say Glasgow. Some say a Bangladeshi chef somewhere in the UK. No one really knows for sure where it started out, but the most popular story is that in Glasgow during the 50s, 60s, and 70s, where a um, Bangli restaurateur, Ali Hamad Aslam, uh, at the Shish Mahal restaurant, had a customer send back his order of chicken tiki, or tikka, because it was too dry, so (laughs) Ali Hamad Aslam... Said he used a can of Campbell's tomato soup, spices, and yogurt to, like, moisten it up, I guess. I didn't realize it was Campbell's tomato soup. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And created chicken tikka masala. All right. 
Um, so that comes directly, all of this information comes directly from that YouTube video, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I was able to kind of pause it when they brought up, I don't know if it was like a news article or from a book or something that this guy wrote about like this experience, but yeah. This was the chef that like doctored the dish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. He said Campbell's tomato soup. So I was like, well, I'll put that note in there. (laughs) Go figure. Right. (laughs) So super Indian. Hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> the most Indian dish. Um, and this became extremely popular in the UK, so much so that it's said to beat out fish and chips as the national dish. <laughs> that's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate, but... Well, what's his nuts wanted to make it the national dish? Right. <laughs> so... Maybe it is. Uh, I don't... Yeah, maybe he was successful. I guess I should should have looked that up. What know. is the national dish of the UK? Let's Google it. You Google that way. I talk about our dessert. Okay. Oh, yeah. Last thing. Huh? Gulab jamun. <laughs> I thought you looked up how to say that. I did. <laughs> I was unsure. Okay. Gulab jamun, I think, is how you say uh, it, or around about how you say it. <laughs> so this is a... Matai, which is um, like a confectionery or dessert of the Indian subcontinent. It is popular in India, Pakistan, Nepal, the Maldives, mm-hmm. and Bangladesh. It's the national dessert of Pakistan. And it is made from milk solids, traditionally from koya, which is dried whole milk or milk thickened by heating in an open iron pan. And it's lower moisture than fresh cheeses like ricotta. So, mm-hmm. kind of think like ricotta, but yep. drier. <laughs> and then that's reduced to the mm-hmm. consistency of a soft dough um, by kneading with flour. Okay. So, you need the like dried milk with flour, create a dough. Um, newer recipes call for dried or powdered milk instead of koya. I'm sure that's easier to get. So, probably. <laughs> Um, and then that's deep fried in oil or ghee, and then soaked in a light syrup flavored with green cardamom and rose water, kira, or saffron. And oh. kira, <laughs> I looked it up. Thanks. <laughs> yep. It's an essential oil that is distilled from the male flower screw pine, which is native to tropical Asia and Southeast Asia. I also looked up okay. what, like, I looked up screw pine because I'd never... Nope. Heard of it before? Um, I think and we that can... was our most complicated dish that we tried was our dessert. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Good thing we went with that instead of the rice pudding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I looked it up just to kind of see what it looked like, and we can post some pictures of it on um, Instagram. But Oh, whoa. Yeah. That's it. That's really strange looking. Right. Okay. So. Cool. Um, and then it said to typically be garnished with dried nuts to enhance flavor. Ours was not. Oh, that would have been so good, though. <laughs> it would have been a nice little breakup for the, like. It was so sweet. Sweet, soft texture. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a t- different texture. <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't eat all of mine. Yeah. I'm surprised I, really I ate full. all of mine. Yeah, well, I just I hate wasting food. So <laughs> it was hard for me to not do that, but 
you know i'm trying to be healthier and lose a little bit of weight and so i'm trying to listen to my body is like i'm full and i was please don't eat this fried ball of sugar and milk dipped in syrup yeah (laughs) so i didn't i ate about half good job good for you thanks um so the origins of gulab jamun there's two theories okay (laughs) of course right I'm not going to say this correctly, so <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Lugma alcata, which is similar to a fritter, okay, <laughs> was first made in medieval Iran and brought to India by Central Asian Turk conquerors. So then mm-hmm. kind of became the other theory <clears throat> is it was accidentally made by the Mughal emperor's personal chef in the 1600s. Hmm. How you accidentally heat up whole milk in an open iron pan until it's dried and then mix that with flour and then dip it in syrup and it's like what did he think he was heating up <laughs> what did he Maybe. think he was making yeah i don't know i don't i'm not sure how that's accidental but okay i don't know maybe maybe there's some other dish that's very similar to this probably and I he mean, just messed up a step or something yeah who knows so those are the two theories. Um, and it's often enjoyed at celebrations like birthdays, weddings, or festivals. Gotcha. So. Yep. That was everything we tried. Um, I think we said it last night, or I did. The rice was fine. That's rice. Basmati rice. rice. It was obviously better when it was, like, mixed with something. Yep. It was really, really good with the chicken tikka masala when yeah. I put it on, when I combined it with that. Solid mm-hmm. dish. Yep. And then I actually didn't try the non bread because, like I said, I was really full before we even got to the non bread. So I have no opinion on that. They also gave us four gigantic <laughs> slices of non bread, like the size of my forearm. <laughs> there were four slices. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone who's listening. <sighs> Let's true. take a picture of my one, forearm. We'll put one of your pieces of bread on your forearm <laughs> and that'll be the picture. <laughs> Um, how was the non bread though? Since you tried oh, it, I mean, it's good, solid non bread. It was it was garlic specifically, and yeah. I definitely have had garlic non bread that I have disliked mm-hmm. because the garlic pieces are so big. But the, yeah. they were really good about actually mincing the garlic and putting it nice on the non bread instead. And it, so it was like <laughs> less obvious. Okay, <laughs> less that's strong. good. Because uh-huh. I have definitely also had actually there was an indian restaurant in lawrence that i really like to go to unfortunately they closed during covid which is very upsetting because it was like my favorite indian place it was where i first found like indian food i really liked uh um i think i mentioned last night when we were trying the food my experience with chicken tandoori the first time and then i never had indian food again until my work went there for a lunch restaurant or lunch like a lunch. A lunch. They went there for a lunch. <laughs> we ate lunch there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I tried um, chicken coconut curry mm-hmm. and just like fell in love with that. It's so good. Um, but they closed. But one time John and I ordered garlic naan from there and it was just like hunks of garlic. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't eat this. Like I, it's too much for me. And then since then we've always kind of avoided ordering garlic naan because sure. <laughs> we were worried that was going to happen again but 
I'm glad to hear that this did not have yeah. the huge chunks in it. So. They were actually like decent sized chunks. So good. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yay. Well, for the record, yes, the UK has three national dishes. Oh, okay. Fish and one, chips. One for each of the regions. Oh. So Welsh call in Wales. Don't ask me what that is. Haggis in Scotland. Had that. And da 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 chicken tikka masala in England. Wow. Yep, that is their national dish. So you know what we should do for an episode? <laughs> what? We try haggis. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think we could do this because it would be too hard to record. <laughs> but it would be funny if we could like record ourselves trying to make these dishes then, <laughs> although haggis would be impossible to like properly make i don't even want to get anywhere near it so it's good okay I... you also like spam so oh that's true <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey. but um i don't know i don't think i would have been able to try haggis if i had known what it was before mm. i tried it sure i mean i knew it was I something will... I will try it, like, if I visit that region. Yeah. When. I'm going to say when. When When I visit. visit Scotland. I will try it. Because I have to. But. Yeah. Yeah, I will say when I studied abroad in England, just because, you know, I say that I've always been very interested in UK-based things. Um, A lot of that comes from my dad, who, I mean, really his thing was the Beatles, but then my stepmom. Mm-hmm. It's very into England and all of that jazz. So when she came into our lives, that, you know, helped my interest in everything. Um, so that's why I wanted to study abroad in England. But I didn't know, I didn't know that, like, Indian food was such a big thing yeah. over there. So when I went over there, I was like, why are there all of these Indian restaurants? Like, yeah. Because I don't know anything about history, so... <laughs> <laughs> Which is really strange that we weren't, like, taught a lot of that stuff. Or I just don't remember it. But, I mean, I really don't think we were. Like, because, I don't know. I just feel like it very well could be that I just didn't pay attention. Right. But I think a lot of my history education focused on the U.S., right? And so, like, why did they want to teach us about India, you know? That's true. We didn't have a lot of ties Mm-hmm. You know, so as far as I know, right? <laughs> at least not that I was taught. <laughs> so what we should have done when we were trying the food was rated everything. And we could rate it right now. Do you remember how you felt about everything? Sure. Okay. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> so long ago. Uh. <laughs> All right. So. Vegetable soup. I'm going to say, just because I've had way better lentil soup, I'm going to say a 4 out of 10. Okay. I haven't had that much lentil soup. I thought it was really good. So I'm going to say like a 7 out of 10. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. You just wait till you have properly spiced lentil soup. (laughs) Blow your mind. (laughs) Um, Vegetable samosas. Oh, like 10 out out of 10. 10. (laughs) Sorry. 10 out of 10 for me. 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10 for me. Yep. Delicious. Uh, chicken tandoori. Oh. 
don't know. I didn't feel like it was that flavorful. Mm-hmm. So, five out of ten. That's actually what I was going to say. Okay. Five well, out of ten. We're in agreement on that. Wow. But again, this is all just from one restaurant. Right. On one day when who yeah. knows who was working, right? Exactly. This could be different on another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogue and Josh. I wonder oh. what Tress's rating is going to be. Okay, here's my problem, though. The sauce was so good and so flavorful. In fact, I took my naan bread and dipped it in the sauce because I liked the sauce so much. Okay, so let's do it like this for you. On initial... Oh, What would you give it? Two out of ten. On just the sauce. Like seven out of ten? Okay. Yeah. So... Big difference. Uh, four and a half out of ten from Tressa. Yep. Good call. We'll go, we'll go middle or average. Um, I think I'll give it just like five out of ten. Uh-huh. I didn't mind it. Yeah. But I am just, I'm just a much bigger fan of chicken than any red meat, so. It's just easier to, it's hard to eat red meat. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It just takes so much energy chewing it. I'm like, I'm over this. Well, that, and I don't like the fat on oh, yeah. meat. There are people who right. do, and I am not one of those people. <gasps> Ugh, can't. It gives me, like, like not chills, not in, like, goosebumps in a good way, but I, like... Makes her gag. Ugh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not oh, pleasant. No. Uh, okay. Chicken tiki masala. Mm. I'd say 7 out of 10. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I'd say 7 out of 10. The only reason for me... That it's not, like, more like an eight is because the chicken was a little dry. Mm-hmm. That's it, though. Yeah. Otherwise, the flavor was wonderful. And then last, the... Um, <laughs> let me pull up my oh, no. pronunciation. Oh, yeah, our dessert. <laughs> uh, the gulab jamun. I didn't love it. You didn't love it, and you ate, ate your it. whole thing. I know. <laughs> I don't like to waste food. I'm going to say a 3 out of 10. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, I told you when we were, I mean, I don't remember if I said this in the recording, but I wouldn't order it, like, again. That's right. You did say that. So, I just don't like to waste food. So, I was like, I'm going to finish it, I guess. It's edible. (laughs) It's just so sweet. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're not a sweets person, like, trust is much more savory. Um, You might not like it. But if you do like sweets... I mean, it might. It, I love sweets, and it was a so, so sweet. Just a little bit too sweet for me, but I would still give it probably like a six out of ten. Good. Like if okay. I was going to a restaurant and I we wanted to order dessert, and it was that or rice pudding, I'd get that. Sure. So. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Well, overall, it was fun. Fun meal to try. Yeah. So we we literally did their like dinner for two. Mm-hmm. So it was a big, basically a big sampler plate. Yeah. Which, which was, was perfect. Nice. Yeah. And it was a lot of food. Oh, my God. There's so much left over still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with all of it. I feel like it's more like dinner for four. Like, yeah. Honestly, it probably could be. Yeah. It was so much food. Anyway. Okay. Oh, boy. Well. I guess we'll talk about our tea now? Yeah. Okay. Good old chai tea. Good old chai tea. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Well, <laughs> we both had chai tea. <laughs> I didn't put anything in it, and I will say Same. normally I put a little bit of milk in mine. Oh, okay. Um, so for my taste, since I've had it before, I felt like it dried my mouth out a little bit more than it usually does. Because you didn't have your milk. I didn't have my milk, yeah. Um, but I still really like 
the spices in this, especially this ultra spice chai tea. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a 7 out of 10. It's, yeah. It's just very nice and comforting and delicious. It's a good go-to tea for there me. There you go. What about you? Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I finished it. So oh. there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see how milk, a little bit, like a splash of milk could be good in that. Coconut milk in it is perfect. <laughs> Perfection. Um, so I think I would give it like seven and a half, maybe, okay. out of ten. <laughs> okay, seven Well, and a half. I didn't want to also give it a seven because I feel like we agreed on a lot of things, but then I was like an eight, I feel like it's too high. <laughs> yeah, you're getting to be like me. 7.5, I should have gone first. Then I would have said seven. <laughs> well, I still would have said seven. Well. Well. <laughs> well, then. Um, uh, but yeah, okay. it was good. I could see how that would be good in the yeah. colder months. Oh, yeah. It's so good in the fall. Mm-hmm. Whew. Alrighty. Well, that was Indian food mm-hmm. in the UK-ish. In America. But also in America. <laughs> we do the best we can, all right? We can't afford to fly to the UK or to India. We don't have no. any sponsors, so you just have to deal with it. <laughs> just deal with these basic reviews. Mm-hmm. Ugh. All right. Well, you can email us at nonamusedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at nonamusedpodcast. We post every other Wednesday and Sunday, and sometimes we post on Thursdays. Ha ha ha. We do our best. <laughs> we have full-time jobs, so... And lastly, please rate, review, and subscribe where you can. (laughs) And we'll see y'all in two weeks. See you in two weeks. And thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.